Welcome to episode 47 of Eat, Drink, Write, and Urban Fantasy Whiteboard. So today we have been talking about character alignment, and this was actually a request from Lena Lux again. Um, she wanted to talk about character alignment, which, as you may remember, is like I, I talk about my D&D days all the time. So it's that kind of character alignment, but as it applies to writing. But before we get into that, how was your week? It's been, uh, you know, they've been uh, busy lately. So same, same story. I'm still working on getting data before the holidays. I'm down to the, the holiday crunch and trying to get stuff done before I'm gone for um, a few days. But I need some time off. I'm looking forward to um, having, having those holidays so that I can become sane again. Me too. Uh, You're going to be here. We're going to drink. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. And then I, so my girlfriend has been reading Louie and Delaney because I finished rewriting it and then I finished revising it and all of her reactions have made me want to work on it again. So I'm working on book two. Oh, okay. Yeah. So not on the first one, but I am, I do have the second one going and it's only 2000 words in or something like that, but I just started it this week. So nice. Very nice. Yeah. yeah, I um, actually had a dream last night that I woke up and I was like, that's fantastic. That is the best book ever. It was a surprise twist ending. And of course, now I can't remember it. Oh, no, I like to. So when I have those dreams, I like immediately wake up and put it into my notes in my phone. Is what I do, because like I just recently was I think I was might have talked about it a couple of episodes ago, or I know I was telling you about it at some point where I um was thinking about one of my books and I do, I think a lot about my books in this doze state where I'm like half asleep, like half yeah. awake. And as soon as I wake up, I'm like, Oh, I need, I need to write that down. And I immediately put it into my notes on my phone or else I, I I'll forget it too. Yeah. I, I, I had woke up because I had to pee. So I went and went to the bathroom. By the time I got back from the bathroom, I'm like, I don't remember what it was, but it was something amazing. Apparently, although, you know, sometimes you have those amazing thoughts and you write them down and the next day you're looking at them going, what? what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. It might not have really been good, but in, in my dream state, it, it sounded good. It was, I'll have to think on it. Um, but maybe otherwise, I'll it do what? I said, maybe I'll remember it tonight. Maybe. But last week was chaos court week. So I'm recovering from that. I've still got to do all my court follow up and everything. Uh, we watched yeah. football this weekend, but a bunch of games were canceled again because of COVID. Um, I mean, it's just so weird this year. Yeah. We're getting ready for Thanksgiving. I'm very excited because you yeah. and Sydney will come home and Jordan and Darius will come home. But Courtney and Montana can't come home, which yeah. makes me sad. But she would have to uh, um, quarantine for so long. It would be ridiculous, especially if she's coming back for Christmas, it would make no sense. So she'll come right. home for Christmas, but I'm sad. Yeah, I know she is too, and I am too. Yeah. Well, yeah. what are you eating and drinking? So Sydney and I made, uh, uh, oh geez, it's, listen, it's Monday night that we're recording. I know, right? <laughs> I'm struggling a little bit. Uh, Sydney and I made some chicken wings this past weekend in my active fry, which I haven't touched in like two years. Um, and I love my air fryer. Like it's so good. And these chicken wings were amazing. 
and we both got our separate sauces to like dip them in and all that kind of stuff. And they were, they were fantastic. So I'm eating leftovers of those. And then I think nice. I sent a picture for the podcast this weekend. Very nice. What are you drinking? I'm drinking a lemon, a club, a club soda with lemon. Club soda with lemon. That sounds good. No Maybe What? No alcohol in it? Oh my God. It's about, yes, it is. It's about <laughs> just go to with lemon. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Listen. It's, it's been like a whole two months without a break uh, from work. So I'm, I'm struggling a bit. Yeah, me too. I've already, I'm on my second one of these and it's already almost gone. So uh, right. this is a pickleback. I decided I wanted a pickleback today. Right. And um, daddy and we cleaned out. Daddy cleaned out the refrigerators because we had to buy all the Thanksgiving food, the turkeys and all of that. Yeah. And I cleaned out all the freezers. And uh, so he was like, I am too tired after all this to make anything. So let's order out. So we ordered from Fernando's, which is our favorite Mexican place. And I got yeah. the um, sriracha shrimp tacos without the taco because keto. So, yeah. So you could do some like lettuce wraps or something, right? Like you could have. Mm -hmm. That'd be good. Oh, I have to tell you all, I made. I've been getting into the. Okay, so your granny at yeah. the at the barbecue was had, had made these um, uh, pecans that were baked in the oven with butter on them, salt and mm -hmm. butter. My mouth is watering. I'm, I'm not even hungry. And uh, they were so good. I, I made some myself. And then I was like, you know what? I want some of the sugar pecans. And the, the keto sugar that we use is a one-to-one -one ratio substitute for real sugar. So all I have to do is makes it so easy to cook. I just substitute the monk fruit sugar for whatever it says in the amount. And so I made the cinnamon, sugar, um, and salt and baked them. Those things, candy pecans, I think is what they're called. That sounds great. Yes, we're going to be making a whole bunch more of those. They are very addicting. Fabulous. I yes. cannot wait. We'll have to make some this weekend. Yes. Oh, I'm going to have boiled peanuts while you're home for, um, well, I'm going to have it. Okay, so Jordan and Darius, poor Jordan and Darius, because <laughs> their families are both in the same town, they have to split their time between both families. They have to eat two Thanksgiving dinners. Oh, shucks. Well, you get stuffed and then trying to eat another one after that. So Darius's mom has decided she wants her dinner at two, okay. which means ours has got to be a little bit later so to give them time to digest. So we will have ours around five or six. Okay. So that means I need to have snacks for y'all to snack on while we're cooking and all of that stuff. So I'm going to make the hot boiled peanuts for that purpose. And then what's left over, we'll have for football food on that Saturday. Oh my gosh. That sounds great. I can't wait. I haven't done um, hot boiled peanuts yet this, this year. So that'll be fun. Nice. Oh, I'm so excited. Me too. I have jokes. Oh, of course you do. So I tried to find some fantasy jokes and I found one. So this is a game of Thrones joke. So I don't know anybody who hasn't listened or watched Game of Thrones won't, won't get this, but why do the Lannisters have such big beds? Why? They push two twins together to make a king. Oh, oh no. 
don't know. Isn't that terrible? That's great. <laughs> and then I decided maybe Thanksgiving jokes would be better. So yeah. why do turkeys eat so little? Why? Because they're always stuffed. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. Why did the cranberries turn red? Why? Because they saw the turkey dressing. Oh, they were blushing. <laughs> yeah, that, those are my jokes today. That, that's all y'all get. Uh, that's great. Okay, on to character alignment. So uh, I've often talked about my D&D stuff, and I, actually a lot of D&D things are used in my writing. Um, you know, I get ideas about monsters and things from the different D&D monsters and magic from the D&D magic. So character alignment is basically a character's moral or ethical outlook on life. Mm -hmm. It helps in making the characters act the way that realistically portrays their character. Right. Oh, yes. Yeah. And, and Lisa, sorry. I'm so sorry. Listen, listen. Um, yeah, but to, to go along with that, I think that, uh, you know, character attitude really encompasses that. Like it can give you an idea of how your character is just really going to um, uh, act in terms of who they are, really. Yeah. I mean, it gives you an idea of how they're going to feel about certain situations that they find themselves in. This is going to be a really interesting podcast episode. Sorry, you all. I'm already drunk and she's tired. So that's just great. Um, so it, it gives you that base to start with. Um, you know, how, how are they going to react? If you know that alignment, then that tells you, how they're going to react to other people, how they're going to react to situations that you throw at them, the rocks that you throw at them, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, it also helps your characters know how to react to each other. So not only do you have to know your main character's alignment, you need to know all the side characters alignments as well. Right. Yeah. Which, uh, to piggyback off that, I think that, you know, knowing your character's alignment or knowing of the alignment chart in general can help you with character creation. Um, so, you know, if you've got a main character in mind, then, you know, you need a cast of characters for your novel. So what alignment would be the opposite of your main character? And you can add in one of those. Um, which one would work best with your main character? So create a character with that. And you can create those characters based on the alignments that would best fit your main character. Interesting. And I hadn't thought of this until you just said that. But we had talked about trying to have the villain. You know, we had the episode about villains. And your main character are sometimes supposed to be parallel. Right. So using this alignment chart, you really can't. You can have one be lawful good, one be lawful evil, or on the opposite side of the spectrum, chaotic evil, which creates the tension. I hadn't really thought of that until you just said that. Yeah, I thought it. I thought it was an interesting point too because yeah. I just talked that when I was doing research, and I was like, you know, that's that's a really good idea for people who struggle to come up with characters that need to be in their stories. Yeah, good idea. So the types of alignments, and I guess I'll post a form <laughs> uh, table. No, table's not right. Uh, maybe. Um, to, to show what I'm talking about, but what it is, you know, you've got an axis like on a, on a graph and axis one, you've got lawful, neutral, and chaotic. 
and axis two, you've got good, neutral, and evil. So what I'm talking about is you'll have lawful good, lawful neutral, lawful evil. You'll have neutral good, neutral neutral, neutral evil. You'll have chaotic good, chaotic neutral, and chaotic evil. Yeah. So today's episode, we're going to concentrate on the lawful spectrum. Yeah, because we figured uh, doing all of them would be a really, really long episode. So we decided to bring it up. Yeah, because last week's was really long, so we need to have a shorter one this time. If we can, we tend to talk a lot, but we will try to be a little bit shorter. So lawful good is the first one. And this is a character who follows the rules and is the definition of, quote, good. So they don't just follow the law, they champion it. And as for good, good, I guess, means altruistic to other people. They believe in the goodness of other people. And they believe that goodness is best achieved through law and order. Yeah. So in Dungeons and Dragons, the paladin is the perfect lawful good character. Yeah. Um, they can come off as stupid. I'm trying to think. There was a couple books that I've read that have had lawful good knight type characters. And they either, they do sometimes come off as stupid or it, at the very least naive. Yeah, uh, I, think, you know, I could see where that would happen just because, you know, they're, you know, everything is good. I believe in the good of people. I believe in, you know, the society is good without seeing obvious downfalls or potential pitfalls um, in those characters. I, I do think that it, you know, these characters are not necessarily stupid and naive. I think uh, you can have, um, lawful good characters that do see those things, but are still very much like, I still see the good in people and I still see the good of society. Um, kind of. I think I'm lawful good, which is one of the, uh, to me, it's a very boring attribute. This, this lawful good is a very boring thing, but I do think that that's what I fall into. I believe in the law. I believe in people. I believe in society, which, I mean, all of those things are lawful good. Right. So I, I think I'm a lawful good character. Did you finish everything you were going to say before I? No, I have more to say. Okay. Yeah, I think I cut you off. I'm sorry. Oh, no, you're totally fine. I, I think it's interesting that you classify yourself as lawful good. I've never thought about it, so I don't really have thoughts on it um, as, as to yours. I think I'm more neutral something. I'm like neutral good, probably, something like that. Um, I think your father is true neutral. Neutral, neutral. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I'm lawful good. There is nothing else that can describe me. That's I believe in the system. I believe in the constitution. I believe in people. I believe in society. I have faith in people. I'm that boring little upper corner. Yeah, you're right. You're, right. you're, you're the optimist. You are very I much. Uh, I believe in people. I think you're I, right. I think you're a neutral as well, but whether it's, I don't know which neutral you are. Well, I don't think I'm evil. So no, you're not evil and you're not chaotic. So no. uh, you might, you're either going to be true neutral. Well, we'll get into the neutrals yeah. another time. But. Yeah, we'll do, that. we'll do that in another episode and we can talk about it then. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the, the lawful good characters often work best in groups. They're very group oriented. Um, as long as those groups include order and structure uh, within the law. Um, so that's a pretty important caveat for them. Um, but they are people of people. Uh, they, I said that earlier this weekend and uh, I was talking to Sydney and I was like, oh, we're just people, people. And she was like, we're what? And I was like, <laughs> people, people. 
I know that. Uh, I know that. Yeah. Yeah. So these characters very much are people. People. They like to uh, interact with others, and they like to see the goodness in others, and so therefore they are um, good for groups. Um, lawful good characters, however, can be dangerous uh, when it restricts freedom and criminalizes self-interest. I think it was really important to bring in where they could be a bad character because so often they're, you know, they're the goody two-shoes. They do everything right. There's, they believe in the good and they're just a good soul, but they can be dangerous characters. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm thinking the Dragonlance series that I read, which is based on D&D, Sturm, can't remember his last name, but he is a paladin or a knight. Yeah. Very, and, and it caused trouble because he couldn't incorporate common sense, you know, with the situation. It was always very structured, which I'm not like that. You know, I, I, I can see common sense, but those characters, and that can be a bad thing. So it, it, you could even have a villain in your book that is lawful good, which, I mean, it sounds counterintuitive, but it, it could be a really great villain. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And then I have a few adjectives that could describe these characters just to give a general idea of like what these characters are like. Um, so they're typically friendly and courteous. They're sensitive to the feelings of others. Uh, they're scrupulous. They're honorable, trustworthy, reliable, helpful, loyal, respectful, of the uh, life, love, and the pursuit of happiness ideal. Um, and I think that those adjectives are really a really good way to um, think about your character if you decide that you want them to be lawful good. Uh, those that are some- describes me to a T, I'm so boring. <laughs> I don't think they're boring. I think Either they're- that really or I'm a, I'm a bad guy and I don't know it. <laughs> no, no, no. I think if you're not boring, <laughs> There's a good character than just, I believe in people. You know, there's, there, there are more to people. Um, there is much more to you than just the, I believe in people. You know, you also like to do crafts and you have a whole family and you do all these things. So there's more. There, so it's that's not true. But I, I do have faith in humanity, which my youngest, Riley, is like, mom, really? She has no faith in humanity whatsoever. I have like half and half faith. Like I, you know, there's goodness in people, but there's also like really terrible things about humanity. So I, I see both and I, and I get the, you know, I get both sides, but I ultimately am not an optimist when it comes to humanity. Yeah. So lawful good philosophies would be things like yeah. you shall not lie. You shall not harm the innocent. You shall not murder. You shall help the needy. You shall honor legitimate authority that promotes goodness. You shall follow the law. You shall not betray others. You shall bring criminals and evildoers to justice. You shall not steal. And you shall seek unlimited good for others in an unlimited order in society and unlimited order in society, which fits yeah. me 100%. I just, I didn't realize I was this much of a peg in the hole. Yeah. But that is what I believe in. That's part of why I'm an assistant DA. Well, I was an assistant DA and now I'm special assistant attorney general. I do. I believe that order can help people. It, right. It's better than chaos. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I think there's a balance. Anyway, that's why I'm neutral. Yeah, but... neutral. Yeah, definitely. 
So examples, I was trying to come up with examples of what a lawful good character would be. And Captain America, for sure. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, 100%. Batman also, he's, he's a little more dark than Captain America, but his ideals are lawful good. Uh, Mufasa in The Lion King mm -hmm. is a perfect example of a really good lawful good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, remember Commodore Norrington from the Pirates of the Caribbean? I do, and that's a really good example. Yeah. Yeah. He tried so hard. Now, now he his character arc slipped. He he went from lawful good. Yeah. He he moved, yeah, which he is did. a good thing. But um, in the beginning, in the very first movie, he was definitely lawful good. Yeah. Jack Ryan and the Tom Clancy books. I like Jack Ryan. I like mm -hmm. him a lot. I was so I've only seen the show. I haven't read the books. I've um, read all the books, so but yeah. yeah. But I like him. You know, I don't I don't find that character boring whatsoever. Like I find that show very intriguing and I like him as a character. Granted, I like the actor who plays him, so that might be yeah. part of it. But Well, I mean, yeah. there's so many actors that have played him because the guy that played him in the new was it a Netflix? Netflix or Prime or Amazon, Amazon yeah. um, is different than the one who played in the movies. That was Harrison Ford who played in the movies and he was spectacular as well. Yeah. But yeah. those books in general are excellent. I, I like Tom Clancy a lot. Um, the Hufflepuff house, I was trying to apply this to, you know, urban fantasy type things. Right. Yeah. I think the, the Hufflepuff house would probably be lawful good. I think so too. At least like lawful, lawful something, but probably lawful good. Yeah. And then Captain Picard from um, Star Trek: uh, The Last, The Next Generation, um, yeah. would be lawful good. He's a good example of a good lawful good. I didn't think to find any bad lawful good ones. I think it's more difficult because a lot of the time they do end up being goody two shoes characters mm -hmm. that are very much like, Oh, I'm here for the good of the many. Like I just, I want to protect people. I want to help people. And that, that is very hard to find in a villain. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure they exist, but I would have to do more research on that. Yeah, me too. I'll have to think about that. So after a lawful good comes lawful neutral. And this character is less concerned about helping or hurting people. So long as the law is followed. Right. They're, they have no ill intent. They are just bound by whatever their objective is and don't really care about what gets in the, in the way of it. The objective, the, the law, the guiding principles is more important than other people's feelings or that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. And just like trailing on that, uh, you know, they view regulation as all important. Like you said, that's what their goal is, is they want that order. They want to follow the law and that's all they care about. Um, so oftentimes they take a middle ground between the evil qualities of people and the good qualities of people. They fall somewhere in the middle. Mm -hmm. um, uh, lawful neutral people will, or characters will uphold the law regardless of whether or not it's considered to be just. So they care about the law. That is their, their main thing. There is a law and they're going to follow it, whether it's, um, oh, murder this dude, whether he deserves it or not, they will murder that person because the law says do it. Right. Um, so lawful neutral characters can be dangerous because, you know, oftentimes they might seek to eliminate all freedom. 
um, choice and diversity in society because they want just this strict structure of order under mm -hmm. the law. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's where these characters can kind of become uh, more of a villain type uh, character. Mm -hmm. um, they are respectful to both their leaders and their peers. Uh, so they're not like evil characters. They're, they're lawful neutral. You know, they, they are not bad people per se, but they are, um, again, just bound to the law. And so they are respectful to their leaders. They're respectful to authority. And they're also respectful to the people around them. Um, and then I have, like I did for the lawful good, I just have like a bunch of adjectives to kind of describe these characters to give an idea of like, if you're creating a character like this, uh, then this might be their alignment. Um, so they're reliable and responsible. They're truthful, orderly, loyal, respectful of authority, regular, structured, rigid, neat, methodical, and precise. Hmm. Those are good, good terms. So yeah. like I did with the lawful good, I came up with philosophies that, that a lawful neutral character might have. Again, you shall not lie. You shall not kill the innocent. You shall not murder. You shall help the needy if such action advances law and order. You shall honor legitimate authority. You shall follow the law. You shall not betray others. You shall not aid criminals. You shall honor all oaths and you shall promote unlimited order in society. So a little bit different than what the lawful good was. Right, right. Um, examples are like The Punisher from the comic books. Yeah. Which I love. I've watched the Netflix series The Punisher and love it. Um, so I think that's a great example because mm -hmm. he very much is like he's not evil and he's not good by any means. Uh, so he falls somewhere in between. Yeah. Interesting, right? Yeah. Um, did you watch The Fugitive? I haven't, no. Okay. So the guy that he's played by, oh gosh, I can see his face. Um, the guy who is after the fugitive yeah. is definitely lawful neutral. He believes in the law. I mean, there's one point when Harrison Ford, the fugitive, um, confronts him and he's like, I didn't kill my wife. And this, this police officer said, I don't, I don't care. Yeah. The yeah. law is I take you in. I right. don't care if you're innocent or guilty. The law says I take you in. So right. that's a, another example of a lawful neutral character. And then I was thinking in Supernatural that we watch, Death, the character Death, how far, I don't know how far you've gotten into Supernatural. Literally like season four. <laughs> Death, I don't so. know that you've met him yet. He comes out in the episode, I mean, and he's throughout the episodes after this, but I think he comes out when the apocalypse, the four horsemen of the apocalypse come, did you see that one? No, no, no. So death and supernatural is definitely lawful neutral. He doesn't have feelings one way or the other about these characters. He follows the stricture, the structure of it's got a, this lawful, this plan. It's got to be in this plan. There's rules. Yeah. Um, doesn't matter if you're a really, really good guy or you're a really, really bad guy. He's going to take you no matter what. Right. Um, later on in Supernatural, Billy becomes death. She used to be a reaper, but she becomes death and she's a little less lawful. Ah. <laughs> but uh, she's neutral on the neutral side, but she may actually be neutral, neutral. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to lawful. She tries to stay within the confines of 
but she bends the rules for the Winchesters as all, all of us would. I'm just saying, uh -huh, uh -huh. um, Harry Potter books, um, Argus Fitch, Filch and his cat would be lawful neutral. That's a really good example. Yeah. Cause he's not evil. No, he's just like, you gotta be in bed. And if you're yeah, not, then I these are the rules. Bed. Absolutely. These are the rules. And then the Terminator in the original Terminator movie, mm -hmm. I would say he's lawful neutral. He, he's lawful in the fact, in the terms of he has his programming. Yeah. And he can't deviate from the programming. The programming is like his law. Right. But he's neutral in that he doesn't care who's in his way to get to his objective. Yeah. Yeah. So he would be um, lawful neutral, I think. Yeah. So then the last one on the lawful spectrum is lawful evil and they're often selfish and cruel, but they value systems of authority. Lawful evil characters make great antagonists since the readers don't need much of an excuse to dislike the authority. Yeah, absolutely. Um, lawful evil characters are often called uh, diabolical because devils are the epitome of lawful evil. You know, they offer a deal and they abide by it and there's authority yes. and the hierarchy. Um, lawful evil characters also consider their alignment to be the best of the alignments just because it combines honor with a dedicated self-interest. So it, it combines, you know, I have this sense of superiority. I have this code. I, you know, I abide by authority. However, it's all for me. So, right. you know, I make it work for me. Um, lawful evil is the most dangerous alignment because it represents methodical, intentional, and frequently successful evil, uh, which I found really interesting. Like that was just a really interesting sentence to me because I, you know, frequently successful is a really good way um, to describe, you know, an antagonist character. Um, I, that is, I think you may be, I never thought of which one would be the, the biggest, baddest, you know, alignment, but I think lawful evil, you're right. I think that may be, because neutral evil is less and chaotic evil is just chaos. So the ones that are bound to their stricture and honor and I keep saying stricture and that's not even a word. It's not a word. I don't know. I don't have words tonight. Um, they're bound to this, you know, that, and those I think you're right are the most dangerous of all. I think so too. They're, they're scary characters because they will do whatever it takes to one help this uh, you know, perhaps tyrannical or um, dictatorship society, but also they'll do it because they want to help themselves. They are yeah. out for themselves and they are not there for anyone else. And I think that is what makes them so dangerous. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Uh, these characters also believe in using society and its laws and, uh, and its laws to benefit themselves. So like I said, they're very selfish characters and they're going to use anything they can to help themselves within this author like authoritative structure. Yes. Um, lawful evil characters value allegiances um, that they have with their cause, their government, the religion, or other organization. And that's what makes them lawful. Mm -hmm. they, they are very loyal to whatever their structure is. They just want it to also benefit them. Their structure? It, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Did I say that? No, you said structure. Okay. I was just trying to correct you, you know. Wonderful. Wonderful. You're right. Thank you. Thank you. 
Um, this character type seeks to increase his power over others within the hierarchy of the universe uh, with the strongest first and the weakest to last. And obviously they want to be the strongest and that's what's going to be uh, what makes or breaks them is do they have what it takes to be the strongest as a lawful evil character. That's interesting. So, yeah. you know, in werewolf packs, yeah, it's all about power and climbing. You know, I guess some of them could be lawful evil if they're out for themselves. I could see some, you know, I'm thinking of the Mercy Thompson. Right. Yes. Yeah. There are some that want to, they want to be the alpha. So they're wanting to climb up, you know, but there's also probably in werewolf packs would be, I think all werewolf packs would be lawful something. Everybody in a werewolf pack because of that structure. At least in the Mercy Thompson universe, for sure. Hmm. Yeah. There's going to be some lawful good that really believe, you know, you w want to help the pack. We want to help people. This is the way to do it. And then you're going to have the lawful evil ones who, yeah, the pack hierarchy is the way it goes, but I want to work my way up within Absolutely. those confines. And there are rules about when you can attack. Remember when um, Adam was hurt and, yeah. you know, it was perfectly justified and lawful to attack him while he was down. Yeah. Yeah. You no. Know? So yeah, that's, that's an interesting point. I'm glad you brought that up because that is, that is super interesting to think about in terms of like the, the typical werewolf in urban fantasy mm -hmm. uh, and what else we could apply it to in urban fantasy, just because of the structure that a bunch of different creatures have within fantasy worlds and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Um, a lawful evil character will keep his word if he gives it and will never lie, although he may mislead and withhold information. So, yeah, yeah. yeah not liars. They're not, you know, they're not trying to, you know, be dishonest. Well, my perfect example of this is Crowley from yeah. Supernatural. Oh, yeah. He, he makes a deal and he sticks to the deal. 100%, but he is right. not always truthful. Well, he's, he misleads. Misleads. Yeah. Misinformation. We're, Mis you know, you say one thing and that's a completely true fact. However, it's not the fact that this person needed to know about this deal or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Which I, I think those characters are great. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, and then again, I have a bunch of uh, adjectives to describe these characters. Um, so cruel, vengeful, proud, callous, hostile, taciturn, malevolent, calculating, plotting, merciless, domineering, severe, tyrannical, commanding, organized, and respectful of authority and power. A whole lot more interesting than the lawful good. I don't, well... Okay, I can't say that you're right because that means I'm calling my mother boring, but <laughs> I don't I don't know that I've ever been called boring before, but I do fit into that little niche of lawful good, I think. You do, but I don't think that's a bad thing. I I don't know. Your father is He just likes to make fun of you for it. That's he, all. Yeah, he doesn't not like it. He's just Obviously. He's humored by it, I think. I think I think it um amuses him about me always trying to stay on the straight and narrow and do what's what I think is right. He finds right. that amusing. Yeah. So I came up with philosophies like I did for the other ones. 
yeah. again, the you shall not lie. That's a big lawful, lawful yeah. thing. You shall not harm the innocent to advance yourself or promote order, which I don't know that that's true for lawful. I think they would. I mean, I guess. If it that, benefits them within the. the with, uh, within the confines, if it were a law that says you couldn't hurt innocents, then okay. Right. But if that law wasn't there, then all bets are off. So I don't know about that one. Um, you shall you shall kill to advance yourself or promote order. Yeah. So I guess it's just the, the difference between that one and the one I said before was that it was an innocent. Right, right. You shall not aid the weak. Yeah. You shall honor legitimate authority that promotes you and your comrades. You shall follow the law. You shall not betray others. You shall not aid criminals or those who protect the weak, which I guess then becomes what's the definition of criminal to the right, lawful evil right. person. You shall not use the law to advance yourself and your comrades, which I don't think is right either, because I think that's their whole point is that they use their structure to advance themselves. Like I was talking about the werewolf law. Yes they are going to use that to their advantage. Yeah. Um, you shall seek unlimited power over others and unlimited order in society. Yeah. These are scary characters. Yeah. So I was coming up with examples, Darth Vader and, and at least four five and six, the very first ones that came out yeah. Yeah. way back in the day, his, that he is a perfect example of lawful evil. Yeah. Um, Professor Umbridge and Harry right. Potter, that's a really, really, really good example. Uh, Tywin Lannister, he was the dad. He was oh, so yeah. loyal to his family. It didn't matter who else got in his way. Right. Only his family and his family structure and honor were what was important. Yeah. Ebenezer Scrooge. Yeah, I guess so. Interesting. That's an interesting one. Mm -hmm. It's not one that I would have like thought of you know, uh, off the bat when you, who's a lawful evil character. Oh, yeah. Not Ebenezer Scrooge. Like that wouldn't be the first one that I would think of, but yeah. But he was, I mean, he follows the lot money and all of the, it, everything has its place. It's all orderly, um, within the confines of the law, but he's not going to help anybody. Absolutely, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the mayor and Buffy and the vampire slayer. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. Cause he's yeah. so sweet and he gives you milk. Remember with faith, how wonderful he was with faith, but evil. Oh so my evil. God. Yeah. 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 Sons of Anarchy. Did you watch that? I haven't. And I should, cause I've heard it's really good. It is very, very good. Um, they are the perfect epitome of lawful evil in that, the gang has its own laws and its own structures to the point where you could be killed for violating their, their laws, but right. they're evil in the fact that only their own personal interests matter. Yeah. It, it you know, society doesn't matter. Good. It's the good of other people. Yeah. Yeah. Very yeah. interesting. And then Crowley, as I said, from supernatural, um, yeah. always keeps his agreements. That's why, you know, in those episodes, where he's got the contract that rolls out onto the floor into this huge long scroll. It's all in the details. He will yeah. not renege on the law of his contract, but he's very yeah. careful in how he writes it. Oh, man. 
but there is a reason why a lot of these examples are comic book type characters. Right. It, it, these strict alignments can easily become two-dimensional rather than three-dimensional characters. Yeah. So you've got to be really careful. I, I think this is a great starting point. And I think it will help you if you get your character into a position where you're like, what would they do? You can fall back on, okay, they're lawful good. So they're going to do, they're going to behave this way. It's, right. a, it's a good way to keep your character on track um, yeah. and add depth to your character. Yeah, I think so too. And, and, you know, just on that note, um, you know, think about what your character's background is, you know, what made them, fall into the lawful alignment. Why are they lawful? Um, everybody has reasons for doing what they're doing, whether it's, you know, the way they were raised or whether they inherited it from their parents or whether they uh, had experiences that pushed them towards like, oh, well, the law is the only way that we can have order. Um, right. And therefore that's what I believe. Uh, I think it's important to bring that into your character and that'll make them more well-rounded as opposed to just like, oh, they just follow the law. That's all that they do. I agree. Yeah. I agree. And then, you've got to remember your character is going to have a character arc. Mm -hmm. So they might start off at, as lawful good, but circumstances in your book and the rocks that you throw at them may cause them to change from lawful good. And it could go down that they move from lawful to neutral, or they might move from, they might stay lawful, but move to neutral on that axis. You know, it just depends. Right. But it's something that, and, and I, I've been waiting for you to watch this movie and you never have. So I'm going to use it in this, um, in, in this, as an example, the truth or dare movie. It's one of the ones that they were two made that year. And I watched them both. And one of them is fantastic. I watched at least one of them or maybe, maybe even one and a half of them. I don't remember. So this girl in the very beginning, I would character her, characterize her as lawful good. And she starts, you know, everything is lawful and you help other people and all that. By the end of the movie, the, the truth or dare has to be passed on. You have to, the, you have to bring more characters in or you're going to die. And so what she does is she throws it onto the internet. Oh, wow. And so... Now there, yes, there's going to be people that die, but it's going to be one in millions instead of one in six. Right. And to have her go from this lawful good to where she kind of goes to chaotic. A little bit. I don't know that it's even chaotic good. She might go to chaotic neutral. Neutral, it's yeah. not evil. She doesn't do it to hurt other people. She does it to lessen the damage. The yeah. yeah. Fantastic character arc. That is my favorite character arc of all time. And I've been waiting for you to watch that movie because well, I want to just discuss that character arc with you. I'm pretty sure that I watched the one that was not that because I don't remember that. I think I've watched half of the one you're talking about and I never got to the end. And not because it wasn't interesting, but because I think it was recorded and the recording was corrupted or something. Okay. By a thunderstorm or something like that. Like there was a reason I couldn't finish it. And I was like, well, all right. Oh, and then we tried to rent it and it was 20, 20 bucks. And we were like, well, I'm not going to rent it for 20 bucks. So like, there's a reason I didn't finish it. But yeah. 
Yeah, the other truth or dare was a Hispanic culture, and that that one was good too. I I love horror movies, so. But this one, I loved her character arc. Yeah. Because she went from this pristine person to, you know, what do you have to do to save yourself and the people you love? How how far will you go? Yeah. And I absolutely loved watching that character arc of hers. And it's one of the Truth or Dare movies. So, um, yeah, it suddenly became okay to have other people. Right, right. Yeah. Very, very, very interesting. Very nice. I'll have to find it and watch it. Yeah, it it was really good. And I think the character in it, we just watched um, the new movie that she just came out in. Uh, something about she breaks up with her boyfriend and he, he said she was boring. So she goes on this sex uh, escapade and oh. it, it, it's hilarious because she is this strict uptight chick and she's trying all these things to prove a point. And it's very funny, but that same actor played in truth or dare as played in that movie. And we just watched it too. I like her. Nice. Nice. So that's all I've got. All right, then. I've got an interview question for you. Okay. Do you have any lawful characters in your books? And if so, who are they? I would say Trick is lawful because she was raised to fight the demons and she's in this hierarchy. So she's definitely on the lawful spectrum, but she's not good. So I would have to say, and she's not evil. So I'd have to say she's lawful neutral. Yeah. Um, Beck is more chaotic than, than lawful. So probably she tries to be, but she just can't be. Um, Kata, I don't know what Kata is. So Trick is probably the one that I can really definitely peg as a lawful because she is, she's in the hierarchy of you are trained in this, I don't even know what I called it, but She's in this, she's one of a group of kids who were raised to fight demons and there's structure and there's rules and you get punished and there's all of those things. So she's, she's probably lawful neutral. Yeah. Yeah. What I about yours? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Oris might be lawful evil. I think he might be. And, and he's really good at it. <laughs> I think he might be. That's a good, that's a good one. But on the, other hand, I think Delaney is lawful good. I think she might be too. She's like me. Yeah. She believes yeah. in people. Yeah. She believes in people. She believes in helping people. And she does whatever she can to help people. Mm-hmm. You know, even at the cost of herself. So I think she's yeah. very yeah. much lawful good. And I think Oris, who is just this conniving, uh, mob lord, evil, hideous man, uh, is very much a lawful evil because he uses society to help himself uh, get to where he wants to be. I agree um, with that. And interesting to see the conflict between the two of them too. Yeah. Yeah. That's, they both, I think that they both understand each other. And I think that's why they have such an interesting relationship is because they are both lawful. They both understand why they do the things that they do, mm-hmm. but he's on the evil side and Delaney doesn't get that. She doesn't understand that whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And then she's on the good side and Oris thinks that she's very naive, very mm-hmm. ignorant. 
And mm-hmm. so just to watch them interact with each other is very, is very fun to write um, those two characters. Yeah, so I, I think using these alignments, and we'll do other episodes on the, the other, you know, that we'll go into the neutral and the chaotic as well. Um, but I really do think it can help your writing. It, it, it is something to keep in mind when you're writing. It gives a fresh perspective to your characters. Yeah, I think so too. And, yeah. and I think it's just so interesting to think about. Mm-hmm. It's fun to think about your characters in this way. So. We would love to hear what you all think you are. Yes, what you guys are, what your characters are, which ones you like to write the most. I would love to hear all of that. It's very fun to talk about. Yeah, me too. So uh, come to our website at eatdrinkwritepodcast.com and talk to us. Or you can do like Lena Lux did and talk to us through our Instagram or our Twitter. Uh, what else do we have? We've got Facebook and Pinterest. Yeah. Uh, so come find us. We got, we're everywhere out there. Come, come, come tell us stuff. Give us jokes. <laughs> I keep asking for jokes. I think the fact that y'all haven't given her any means that hers are great, which, you know, I, I think they're, they're pretty fun. I, I give them, I give them some flack, but they're, some, they're sometimes, sometimes they're fun. <laughs> But thanks for listening. Uh, we will see you next time. It's about time that we need to do some another mini one. We haven't done a mini in a while. We do. We do. But we, we will try to get you all some good stuff. I'll try to post uh, the the alignment chart. Chart. That's the word. <laughs> On our website for you all. But uh, thanks for listening. Love you guys. Thanks, guys.